Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning into this live broadcast. Uh, several things to talk about today. Uh, first, let me just get some housekeeping out of the way. So uh, for those of you that have been asking me about my health, I did send out an update in our newsletter. I'm doing better. Uh, I am still going to tests because after you have some type of heart event, you have to go and get follow-ups. And uh, today I took one CTA scan, I think it was, something like that, uh, where they put iodine in you. It's kind of weird. And by the way, each one of these tests is hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So uh, the one today I think was like 500 and something dollars, uh, totally out of nowhere that I didn't really expect to spend. Uh, so please keep me in prayer. I want to thank you guys for everything. I'm doing good. I'm pressing ahead. I'm trying to rest a little bit, uh, but we have a lot on the schedule right now. And so I've cut some of the things, uh, but some of the things are imperative and we can't cut them out. And so just pray for me. Uh, but you know, I also don't want to let the enemy stop the work of the kingdom. And at the same time, I balance that with trying to be wise and, uh, you know, so I am taking a little bit more rest than I normally would, but uh, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your prayers and uh, thank you for your support. In this video, I'm going to put a link to the medical support link and many of you have already contributed. I want to thank you so much uh, just because we do have to cover these bills. I didn't have health insurance. I just got catastrophic after this event, uh, but at the time uh, my health care had lapsed. Uh, you know, and so anyway, it's a, it's a long story. I don't want to make that about the video today, uh, but thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. I'm doing good and uh, praise God, we're moving forward in victory. So I want to talk about a very important subject today. We're switching gears now and it, there's actually a relation between what I just talked about and this subject and the subject matter is forgiveness, forgiveness. So uh, forgiveness is a, is a tough one, especially if you've been through it. And, um, you know, we talked about pride yesterday and pride comes before a fall. And I think it's very, very important that we're mindful of being humble in the sight of the Lord. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. But one of the things that's another ensnarement for believers, and I have to tell you, this one's a hard one for me. Uh, sometimes when somebody does you really dirty and you know that you were done wrong and you were burned I can think of an example last year where it just was a blind side. I mean, somebody who I had led into my life, you know, this was actually another minister, um, really hurt me, really, really hurt me. And I'm not going to get too much into the story because I don't want to, you know, uh, make a big deal about it. But, uh, you know, it, it, it hurt me. And so I had to find in my heart a place of forgiveness. And uh, sometimes that's a challenge. Sometimes that's a big challenge. So, you know, the thing is about forgiveness, and I'm going to read some scriptures here in a minute, and we're going to put a real firm foundation on this. And what my, the objective here today is, is that remember, it's not a person that usually is attacking you or coming against you. It's a spirit because the Bible says that our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. So we have to first put into perspective, you know, who is the battle that we you know, who's the enemy? Who are we dealing with? Are we dealing with the person or are we dealing with a spiritual battle? And the Bible instructs us that it's not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So the enemy knows that when somebody's in Christ, they're on their way to heaven. Their soul is saved. You know, their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. So then you are a threat to the enemy. So, you know, that's why there's spiritual warfare. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of pastors and teachers 
that are really talking much about spiritual warfare. And yet, the true remnant believers, those that are really sticking to the entirety of the word of God, that are holding the line, that are praying, that are fasting, you know, if you're over the target, that's when you get the most flack, right? So if you're truly standing and you're somebody that really is standing for righteousness, the word of God, especially in this hour where we say rise in the spirit of Antichrist, then you are very susceptible to spiritual attack and spiritual warfare. And one of the ways that happens is God, uh, you know, allows this to happen to build our character, our strength, our trust in him, and for us to exude the fruit of the spirit, you know, kindness, love, you know, look over the fruits of the spirit, gentleness, you know, all those things. And, and not to exude the anti-fruits, you know, anger and, you know, being bitter and jealous and wrath and envy and malice and all those things. So as a believer, the enemy and the demonic realm, they know that we are meant to exude the fruit of the spirit and that we have to die to our flesh daily. So wouldn't it make sense if you were a, stra a strategist and you were trying to torment a Christian or if you were trying to, you know, uh, disenfranchise a Christian or distract them from their calling or distract them from their purpose or distract them from what God has for them or discourage them or beat them down? Wouldn't you, as a strategist, think, hey, I can use a person, you know, to attack this person in some way. You know, maybe it's a Jezebel spirit. Maybe it's just somebody that's accusing you. Satan is the accuser of the brethren, right? So there's many different things that come at us as believers and the enemy will often use people that we've let in, people that are closest to us, people that are not fully given to the Holy Spirit and therefore they're susceptible to being used as a tool of the enemy. So that's why I say that oftentimes, even though a person is attacking you or a person is saying things about you, it's really a spiritual battle, and oftentimes that's actually being influenced by a demon. So it's actually a demon. It's actually a spirit that's attacking you, and, and their goal is to discourage you, to disenfranchise you, to get you distracted, to get you to forget, you know, to, to be angry or to have the anti-fruits, and, and not to be doing your calling, and not to be operating in the joy of the Holy Spirit. And so this is something that we have to understand as believers and navigate and have victory over and the way that we do that is we forgive, whoo, this is hard, even our enemies, even those who trespass against us. Remember this, uh, the, the Lord's Prayer? Even those who, who attack us, who, who try to destroy us, who come against us, it is, it, is, it is in the word of God. And I'm gonna read scriptures here in just a second, a couple of them. And there's so many, by the way, on forgiveness. You can just you know, put in a, in a search engine uh, you know, scriptures on forgiveness and you'll see, you know, just a plethora of them. There's so many. So the Bible is not short of explaining to us that God wants us to forgive even our enemies, even those that trespass against us. And this is a very difficult discipline as a believer in Christ because we're just, we're human. We're, we're born into a world of sin because of what happened in the Garden of Eden and the original sin. And, you know, we have to learn to die to our flesh daily. So like I talked about with pride, we also have to make sure that we don't have bitterness and unforgiveness. Because unforgiveness, it actually is a, a fact. And you can even look at science and it even determines this. That when you have unforgiveness against somebody, that it actually can cause a medical condition. It can cause you to have all different types of things. High blood pressure, heart attacks, you name it. All kinds of medical ailments that manifest in the natural in your body uh, that, that's actually a spiritual problem. So the thing is, we have to train ourselves... And we have to come to a place where we can understand 
how to overcome the anger, the bitterness, the malice, the wrath, and all the things that the enemy wants us to operate in, overcome that and actually have complete victory, even if the person has not repented, even if the person is still out there running their mouth. Because our in the natural, we want to go and get all crazy and engage that person and go after them. And, you know, sometimes we plot and we scheme and we get right down there in the dirt with them. And the thing is, is that God is saying, be above the line. They're going to do what they're going to do. Bless them. But God is the, is the one that he is our defense. Okay. He is our defense. He will handle this for you. Somebody needs to hear this today. He will take care of it. What we need to do, and this is very difficult, but if we can learn this now, then where we're going from here, we're going to have even more anointing, more understanding of how to navigate in the spiritual realm. And I believe God's going to be able to open more doors and expand our territory because we understand this principle. And the principle is do not let bitterness take root and have the forgiveness, even if the person has not repented. It's tough. Trust me, I, I, I come from the school of hard knocks. Uh, you know, when I was growing up in Los Angeles, I would get into fights. Uh, I am definitely not somebody that has a, a really pristine past. I have a checkered past. Uh, I got into my share of fights when I was younger before I got saved. So trust me, I have the propensity in the flesh to want to engage, to want to, you know, get into the dirt and the mud and, and you're, you're messing with me. You know, I'm Italian. Come on. So, <laughs> so the thing is, though, I have to die into my flesh. And I have to say, even though I want to do that in the natural, I know that number one, it could bring health problems. Number two, it's not what God said in his word. He says to love even your enemies. And he said that he's going to take care of it. And trust me, let me just tell you this. God will handle it much better than we will. And we will implicate ourselves if we get in the dirt with them and start slinging unholy mud back at them. Okay, I put a post up about this the other day because it's true. If we are sitting there slinging back, we are going to be just as guilty as those that are operating in the demonic that are attacking us as believers. So that's a tough one. So let me read some scriptures, okay? Um, in Mark eleven twenty five, 25, it says, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you and your trespasses. Now, we talked about this in a podcast the other day. Uh, we were talking about CRT and the fact that that whole Marxist agenda of division actually is based on unforgiveness because they're telling you that you have to, you know, you're basically responsible for the sins of like, you know, your ancestors and people that you didn't even do, but, you know, past people that were related to you uh, in your family tree. And so it's unforgiveness. Now, forgiveness is what, um, you know, was actually in, um, you know, the word of God and also Martin Luther King Jr. where he said, uh, you know, love, judge them not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So he, he was overcoming and what Martin Luther King Jr. did. And I know that some people will say, well, he has a checkered past too. And I understand, but you know, what we're talking about is the overall stance of his life and what he was able to accomplish. And I thought, I don't think anybody's going to argue that he accomplished a lot and he did it peacefully. And so he, he exuded, you could tell that the man was a man of faith because it, could you imagine what Martin Luther King Jr. was up against when he had people that hated him and that, you know, eventually somebody did kill him, but he, he fulfilled his calling and he did it peacefully. He peacefully protested and he did it according to the word of God. 
you know? And so what he did is something that we can look at as an example, but even more so, what about Jesus? You know, Jesus was a prime example of forgiveness, love, kindness, mercy, grace. And, you know, we, we're trying to be like Christ. And so this scripture in Mark eleven twenty five is very powerful because it says, if you don't forgive, then basically the Father in heaven is not going to forgive you. I mean, that's what I'm reading here. It says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you. So it's kind of saying, well, if you don't forgive, then you're going to have some baggage and, you know, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy scripture, right? You got to think about that. So 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But, but remember, that begins by saying, if, if we confess our, confess our sins. Matthew six fifteen says, but if you do not forgive others trespasses, here it is, blunt, straight out. You can't even argue this one. Heresy hunters, you can't even argue this one. I'll read it again, Matthew six fifteen. But if you do not forgive others trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Boom, mic drop. Think about this. So people are always like talking about the mercy of the Lord, the grace of the Lord, the forgiveness of the Lord. And he is so full of mercy and so full of grace. But right here in the scripture, in Matthew 6, 15, it literally says, if you don't forgive the others, neither will your father forgive you. Whoa. I mean, is anybody talking about this? So here's the thing. When you forgive your enemy and you forgive those that trespass against you, you're not doing this for them. And I want to make very clear about that. You know, we think it's for them. So we're like mad at them and we're angry at them. And we think, well, why would I forgive them? But what I like to explain is, is that you're actually forgiving for you. It's, it's for your eternity. It's for your own forgiveness from the Father above, according to Matthew 6.15. And you're also releasing a tremendous amount of excess baggage that otherwise you will carry like a thorn in your side and it will hold you back from the blessing of the Lord. So, you know, don't worry about what your enemy's doing. Look, if they're, now obviously I'm a Second Amendment person. I believe in defense. I, I'm not saying be a wimp. I'm not saying like, you know, sit here and just don't do anything. If somebody's attacking you, like obviously you have to defend yourself. But at the same time, what I'm saying is, is that if it's a verbal attack, if it's somebody that's out there accusing you, release them to the Lord and show them the mercy and the grace of the Lord and let the Father defend you. But it's important for us to understand how significant this is to God. I'm telling you, woo, this, this is tough stuff. This is where it gets really real because... I have the propensity as an Italian. I have the propensity as a person that came from the street. I have a propensity as a, you know, a man. I mean, I could just go on and on that I want to go after those that attack me in my family, especially my family, especially my mother or my father. I mean, you, 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 you come against the Coconado family. I want to go after them. I want to target them. You messing with me. You know what I'm saying? That's the wrong attitude, ladies and gentlemen. Horrible, wrong, not of God. Matthew 18, 21 through 22, it says, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Now, here's very important scripture. It says, Jesus, Jesus is replying right here to Peter. It says, as many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. 
Well, I don't need to get my calculator out right now, but 70 times seven is a large number, okay? And you can do the math. But what God is basically saying is keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep having mercy, keep having grace, keep letting me fight your battle. Now, I'm gonna read one more scripture and there's so many, like I said, so I would encourage you to go into the scripture yourself and look and all you have to do is go in a search engine and put in scriptures on forgiveness and you're gonna see hundreds, literally hundreds. Matthew 6, 14 through 15, it says this, for if you forgive others trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So again, I read that scripture, didn't I? Um, okay, so I did read that one. Sorry, I'm live, I'm live. But hey, maybe, maybe God wanted me to read that twice. I don't know why I have it twice in my notes, okay. Okay, let, let's try this one. Colossians 3.13, Colossians 3.13. It says, bearing with one another, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must, must forgive. So it's not like, so you also should forgive or I implore you, you, you should think about forgiving. No, the Lord is saying here, you must, you must forgive. Man, these scriptures are good, aren't they? These scriptures are good. If you're getting something out of this, you might consider sharing this video. And I'm not, I don't like saying that because I don't want to be like self-promoting, but this is some good stuff. This is some good stuff. It's going to set you up for ultimate success. This is for you. It's not even for them. It's for you. You're going to get rid of excess baggage. I know the, the hardest thing, and I'm going to share a personal story in just a second with you. Let me just get through one, one or two more of these scriptures here. James 5.16 says this, Therefore confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Amen to that, right? Luke 6.27 says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Oh my goodness. Pastor Todd, what are you saying? I got to love people that hate me? Pastor Todd, what are you saying? I got to forgive people that hate me. That makes me weak. That, that's crazy stuff. What are you talking about? This is what the Lord is saying. But here's the thing. It brings the blessing on you. The long term. I'm not, I don't care about the short term. Listen, sometimes it looks like the evil people are prospering. You ever see that right where it looks like they're prospering? Well, that's because the devil's already got them. So he's going after the believer and he's making you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm surrounded, you know, but, but the thing is the battle belongs to the Lord. And as you press in and declare the truth and declare righteousness and declare life over your situation, God is going to get you through. And you are on the path to ultimate success, to rule and reign with Christ for eternity, to spend, you know, think about that, in the streets of gold, you know, ruling and reigning with Jesus for eternity. The person that's the attacker that's in the, in the, in the demonic that's literally given to darkness and wickedness, it may look like they're winning right now. They may look like they're being blessed right now, but their long-term, they are on a path of destruction. The Bible says the wages of sin are death. They are gonna be taken care of unless they repent. You are on a path of complete victory, even though right now it may seem that you're under attack and that you're surrounded, you're not. Because as long as you got breath in your lungs and as long as you continue to move forward in Jesus Christ, you have the victory, you will rule and reign in eternity, and by the way, the Lord is gonna take you into the promised land and he's gonna fight your battle and you are gonna win. How do I know this? But you don't think I've had people come against me before? You don't think I've had people attack me over the years? You don't think people have plotted and schemed? I've seen many, 
that have made up accusations against me. And I thought, my goodness, I'm surrounded. But what happened? The Lord fought my battle and I'm here to, 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 to live another day. I'm here to continue in the ministry. I'm here to continue doing the work of the kingdom because an accusation will fall to the ground and it has no longevity. An accusation is only just that, it's words, right? But you just declare and decree and break those assignments of hell over your life and you keep moving forward in victory because if it's the truth, it will be sustainable, it will last. But if it's an accusation and it's false, eventually it will fall to the ground and it has no longevity and the Lord will vindicate you because he is your defense. Amen? Somebody needs to hear this today. I'm telling you, this is something that's very powerful. Okay, this is a concept. Okay, one more. One more. Uh, let's see here. Proverbs 10, 12. It says, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. So when I got stabbed nine times at the age of 23, this was like 24 years ago, 23 years ago, something like that. Um, you know, everything in me wanted me to, to hate that guy. Everything in me, and I think I've shared this before, I had Italian family in New York that were like, Todd, you know, we'll come out to California. We'll take care of them. You know, we'll take care of them. And I said, no, because I knew that that would be on me. If I let one of my family members or one of the, you know, the people that wanted to do something back at the person that stabbed me, then I knew that that would ultimately bring judgment on myself because I was not letting the Lord fight my battle. Toughest thing in my life, at least one of them, the Lord said, Todd, you got to forgive the guy. You got to forgive the guy that stabbed you nine times, one in the heart, okay? I had stab wounds all over my body. I was a, I was a young actor in Hollywood. I was a model, you know, when I was younger. And um, literally, you know, I had all these stab wounds, nine of them. I had keloid scars. I was very self-conscious of them, especially when they were brand new. And I was looking at my body with my shirt off and I was like, oh my gosh, like what in the world? I look horrible with all these keloid scars and anger and bitterness and, and all this stuff started growing root in my heart. And the Lord said to me, Todd, you remember that I spared your life. You remember that you went in the presence of the Lord, you know, my presence, and I spared your life. And I said, do you want to live or do you want to die? And you said, I want to live. And I spared your life. And you woke up in that hospital room and you were supposed to be in there for a way long time, but you were only in intensive care for like 10 days and you were out of there within a month. And it was a miracle. I spared your life, right? He said, you got to forgive your enemy. You got to forgive the man that stabbed you. One of the most difficult things that I ever had to do. I had to forgive that man. I think I even wrote him a letter. I did. Uh, it's a long story, but I had to forgive that man. And I did. I want to tell you, and it's only by the grace of God. And it's only because I really was able to be in the presence of the Lord and to find that place of forgiveness. And that was one of the most freeing things that I could ever do. Now, fast forward 23, 24 years today. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He just spared my life again. He continues to give me great favor, even in the midst of my enemies and those try to come against me. And you, you better believe almost every day something manifests in the demonic where there's always something, excuse me, that tries to take me down. But every single time I'm still here, I keep moving forward in victory. The Lord is my defense. I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree that's planted by the water. I'm not, I'm not saying this to brag and boast. I'm bragging on my God because my God is, is enough. He is enough to sustain me. He's enough to give me the joy. He gives me the peace that passes understanding. He anoints me, he appointed me for a time as this, and he's taking me into uh, all these new places that only he could do because he takes me from glory to glory. And he is the wind beneath my wings. And what he's done for me, he will do for you. He will do for you. Many of you can relate because you've already had him 
do this for you so many times, but somebody needs to hear this today. Whether it's your family, your loved one, your spouse, uh, you know, people that are very close to you, a friend, somebody that's in the ministry, you know, like I had a, different situations, forgive them, find it in your heart. I had to do it, it's so difficult. Sometimes it takes me a couple weeks, I gotta fast, I gotta pray, I gotta go into the presence of the Lord, I gotta say, Lord, give me the strength to forgive this person because in my flesh, I wanna hate them. In my flesh, I wanna target them. In my flesh, I wanna go after them. But instead, I choose forgiveness because I know that not only is it a blessing to you, Lord, but it's a blessing to me because then you can give me everything that you have because you're a good father. We forgive not just for the other person. Honestly, we forgive for ourselves. It gets the weight and the burden and the ensnarement off of our life and we're able to move forward in victory. And whatever that person did, they're gonna have to stand before the throne, not only one day, but also they're gonna have to deal with the seed that they've sown because you reap what you sow. And so if they've sown a bad seed, they will deal, they will reap that, that seed until they come to a place of, of repentance. So it's not about us. It's not about them. It's not about the rivalry between us and them. It's about a spiritual battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. And once we understand this concept and we move forward in the ministry and the calling that God's given us, he will give us victory after victory after victory, because you better believe that I would much rather have the anointing and the favor and the blessing of the Lord on my life and forgive my enemies and let God deal with them than me trying to plot and scheme and hold all this baggage and get nowhere. Because honestly, you're never gonna get anywhere. You're just gonna get into the muck and the mire with them. And it's gonna be like one of those little, you know, those spinning wheels with the little mice. And you're just gonna spin your wheels over and over and over, ha hamster or whatever, you know, over and over and over again. You're not gonna get anywhere. The only way you get somewhere is if you leave it at the foot of the cross, you say, Lord, I forgive. And you truly do it. You find that place in your heart. Difficult, but it's, it's attainable. If you, if you say, Pastor Todd, it's really hard for me to find that. Trust me, I get it, especially with that situation I was talking with you earlier. I had to fight for it. I'm, you know, some days I still like, Lord, don't let me get angry with this person. Let me forgive them. Let me love them. And God gives you that, that grace and that love. And you understand that that assignment that was meant to take you down, to distract you, to dis disenfranchise you, to discourage you is broken in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope that you got something out of this today. Very, very important message. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each and every person watching. And right now I pray that we will forgive even those that trespass against us, even our enemies, because Lord, you are going before us and you're fighting the battle. The battle is yours, Lord God. And as we lay it down, Lord God, you are our defense. We shall not be moved. We're like a tree that's planted by the water. I pray today that we find true forgiveness and rest and peace in you. And we thank you for your spirit that lives within us, Lord, that convicts us. We are willing to love our enemies because we love you. And Lord God, we know that you are gonna fight our battle and we win in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, we'll talk more on this subject because it's a big subject, but I think uh, hopefully you understand what I was trying to say today. I bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk some more soon. God bless.